0: (laughs) but what happens is when life goes question mark life sometimes goes wrong but people's response can be wrong this is where some I even know in the Prescott church they begin to withdraw I'm burned out I'm stressed out I've run out I just need some time out They think they need rest and refreshing. And that's not wrong, but when we look for it in the wrong way. See, unplugging from God is not the answer. For Some of you unplugging from other things might be the best answer, but unplugging from God is not the answer. I know Pastor Schultz could bear witness of this. Well, not this part of it, he's not Old enough. My older brother, when he went off to Vietnam and <coughs> other specific uh, conflicts, they would have a thing they called battle fatigue, combat fatigue. And I don't mean like people today, they joined the military, they hear them live around on the firing range and they have PSTD or whatever it is. There was no such thing during Vietnam. These guys came back to anything less than the hero's welcome. But they would talk about battle fatigue. It says that when a person is either injured or just worn out, they have a, what they call a withdrawing from the conflict. This is called battle fatigue, right? But they found that if they kept that man or woman soldier at least within earshot, at least someone in proximity of the conflict, they were several hundred times more likely to make a quick recovery than to withdraw them completely. Few ever made it all the way back in their mind. <coughs> Tonight, with all that's going on in our nation in 2023, this is not the time to withdraw, friends. I know sometimes it seems like Devil 10, Church nil. Well, that depends on who's keeping score, doesn't it? It's not over. And that brings this here this morning, to seeing above. See, the refreshing Moses needed is the same that sometimes we need. We need a refreshing in the spiritual arena. Because I've seen too many people when they get drained, when their spirit gets worn out, they feel like quitting or giving up in some area. Here in our text, this is a God we can serve. This is a God we can trust. Please, show me your glory. And in all this transpiring there, Verse 21, the Lord said to him, Here is a place by me. And you will stand upon a rock. Maybe I'm the only one, but I tell you, there's times in life, come. There's a place beside him for you. God's not too busy. God's not wringing his hands right now worrying about world politics. He is letting Moses know something that is absolutely still true today and available for those that will ask. Here is a place beside me, and you will stand upon a rock. That means what Moses needed to be doing was standing higher than he was. To see things higher than what he was seeing. Can I get a witness? Amen. What is needed many times is an encounter with God. That's what helps us. This is why Pastor and I and Lisa were talking last night, having communion over Brussels sprouts and burger. Oh, and sweet tater fries. I want what seems to be the emblem. The starting of this revival. I want it to be real. I want it to be now. I want it to be lasting. And I want it to overshadow, according to God's prophecy and promise, to overshadow the 70s Jesus people. movement. God's promise is I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And then, the end will come. Oh God, let it be this week. Let it be today. Because we need all of us sometimes that spiritual encounter with God. And I read this the other day. Some man said if God were to lift the Holy Spirit from the church world today, 90% of the church would continue as if nothing had changed. There cannot be us. I feel the Spirit. Where Now, I've been in some churches, and I tell you, they're full of something. I don't know what. As soon as I walked in, I felt the presence of God. And I know in Odessa, we don't go on feelings, but I'm telling you, when God shows up where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Amen. Amen. And we're not here wasting our time or taking up space or collecting dust. We want God, we need God, and we yes. shall see God. D.L. Moody's, I'm reading a book of the old-time evangelist that uh, Glenn Cluck had given to his son, Jesse, who gave it to me. He said, a great many think that because they've been filled once, they are going to be full for all time. But oh, how we are indeed leaky vessels. We have to be kept right under the fountain all the time in order to stay full. What we need is a fresh supply, a fresh anointing, and fresh power. And if we seek it, and seek it with all of our hearts, we will obtain it. Yee. Neil Moody said that sometime ago. 100% man. Okay? Yee. His was a miracle birth in one way, the fact that he survived it. No matter where you've come from, maybe you got a miracle you survived. But I cannot help but make mention of this. As God is saying, there's a place beside me, you will stand on a rock. It was a mountain or a cleft. It was a higher place than Moses was. And this is what church can do for us. This is what a revival can do for you and me. To take us from where we are. And set us beside God. And set us on a higher place than we were when we came in. Moses needed to get closer to God than he previously was. And I find for me personally, many times, that's what I need. I need to get closer to God so that I can receive the revelation he has for me and for others. How about you? See, when you're feeling weak, when you're feeling discouraged, when you're feeling the push and the pinch of the chaos in the world right now, the uncertainty of what's going on, even our own nation, we don't need to get all fretted out. The answer is to fill our spirit, not our flesh. And this is why so many good people, they make the wrong decision. They begin to fill the flesh. And that does bring us this morning, thank you, Jesus, to a prayer. And that's receiving what we need. See, I talked to people from different backgrounds. In fact, this morning, a church group meeting there by the hotel, and God's not holding out on us. People have that mentality, but why? Why is he doing something in Bowling Green? Why is he doing something in Asbury? Why is he doing something in Lexington? Well, he wants to do something in you and me. I've heard so many of these testimonies and so much on the radio driving recently and it's almost astounding. The issue is not having to fly across America where God is. God is here. I said, God is here. Amen. Amen. And several of those young people said, you don't need to come all the way to where we are. God's everywhere. What we need to do is say, God, I need you here. I need you in the now, my right now. I need yes. you to come down more fully and right now in my circumstances. God has every need, answer that you and I would have in this place this morning. Oh, I feel the presence of God. This is why Jesus would look upon people that were under such a much more ominous government. And I'm not using this pulpit to get political. But I'm telling you, Rome was bad. And Jesus wrote to the church through Matthew. Remember Matthew? The very detail-oriented guy, you owe me seven cents. He left nothing out. And he quoted Jesus in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. For most, for everyone who asks, Seeks or not, it will be given to them. Church, sometimes we give up too soon. The answer is on the way. Just like Daniel, when he prayed, you know, he was his life was threatened, and his three friends were threatened. And the, the sorcerers had no answer. And Daniel went before God and said, God, you've got to help us. We're going to die here. Because he had told the king, there is a God in heaven who knows secrets and he will tell you the interpretation. We all know, should know. When the angel of God came, he said, Daniel, highly favored of God, God has sent me here today with the answer. 21 days. I've been withstood by the Prince of Persia. This is some demonic prince. We won't go into it because it's really kind of vague. And I know it's not the video game. But Danny, the moment you first prayed, God heard you. And he has sent the answer. There are some of us here in the Odessa church. God's made you some promises. God's spoken some things to you. Your wonderful pastor has preached, and you said, Amen, I agree, that's for me. And yet we need to remember the answer's coming. But when? It's coming. And as I always love to quote, it's always too soon to quit. The answer when we're feeling fatigued is to get a hold of God. And I, just, I don't mean this to be funny, but it really is. You talk about a guy that stumbled and bunkened, Moses. He gets a glimpse of God, and again, I'm not going to go into all that, you know, that's going on, but <clears throat> God says, No, you can't see me face to face. So I'm going to cover you with the cleft of my hand there in the cleft of the rock and as I passed by and he saw just God from behind how much enough to keep him going the rest of his life sometimes all we need to keep us going is just a little bit more and if you're a Bible student Exodus 34 comes right after Exodus 33 but in the first verse of that the Lord said to Moses cut two tablets of stones like the first ones and I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke you think you've been bad Moses broke all ten commandments at the same time God spoke to him be ready in the morning and now come up to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me there on the top of the mountain you know what we need sometimes not another opinion although I want to give you a good one not always having another chance, although one is absolutely available for you this morning. But sometimes what we need is a new perspective. When I studied that young man out, Eric Wayne, all the stuff in Denver just specifies, you know, Mount Everest three times, the ice cliff and all these different places and kayaking. I'm like, whatever. But then I had a little bit of time to look up his name. I'm like, I was born blind. What's my excuse? What mountain do you need to get over today? Discouragement? Depression? What white waters are taking you? Anxiety, pain, disease? Sometimes it's not just getting through it. It's getting up over it. And today, on this Sunday morning, God wants you and me to see higher. There is a place for you beside God. Let's bow our heads, please. Close our eyes in this place this morning. I prophesy we are going to have a substantially great week. And while we pause in this gospel service on this Sunday morning for just a moment. So wonderful to be back in Odessa, to be back with Pastor and Lisa, to see some familiar faces in the church. But some, they seem to be new and some, I'm not sure what you have passed through since last time I've been here. You've got to be gracious. You don't have to be gracious to me, but be understanding. I'm a visitor. I don't know what it is you've done. I don't know what it is you've passed through. But God does. Sometimes we need to be able to see beyond our own failure, beyond our own sin. And I know being tired and working hard and miracles, some of us are even here this morning. I have no doubt of that whatsoever. But you need to see above and beyond your failures, your sins. If you look high enough, you'll see Jesus on the cross, and he's saying, Father, forgive them. This is what I love so very much about the real gospel. There's not one of us better, there's not one of us worse. We all need a Savior. And maybe this morning you come into this service, you don't want things to keep going the way they are. You want to change, you want to turn a page. And yet, deep, deep down inside, you know your friends don't have the answer. You try on your own. Well, it's not about on your own. God's given us a Savior. And today, as we start this week off, you're here. You want to be forgiven. You're here. Maybe friends or family, peer pressure. This post-COVID and things you become involved in, they're not helping you live for God today the condemnation the enemy can be stopped just because you've done something wrong doesn't mean you've got to stay wrong. you can get it right and I wonder all across this place just as you are right where you are you want to be forgiven you want to get right with God prodigal son prodigal daughter you want to come home get your heart right with Jesus If that is you today, right where you are, would you lift up your hand just quickly, one time, put it right back down. Thank you so much. God bless you. Anyone else? Not that you're struggling, going through some difficulties. We're going to pray about that. Getting right with God. This is the most important decision you'll ever make. You don't want to miss this bus. Probably. Well, I, I Sure. Well, you need to be sure about this. You've got to start somewhere. Make it real. Make it personal. Anyone else, you slip up your hand. And we're going to pray together. In Jesus' name, God's talking to you right now, getting those wrongs right. Praise the Lord. If we want to change the abusers. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Raise your hand this morning, whether for the first time, maybe to just resettle some issues, rededicate your life to Jesus. And if you meant that this morning, I want to have you come and stand with me right now. Please, just come. (coughs) We're going to pray together. We believe God. And Here, raise your hand, sis. Anyone else, just come and stand. We're going to pray together because we're going to. Pray for some other things. Anyone else? The altar's open. You want to get right with God. Start somewhere. Yeah. Make it real. Make it fresh. I want you both to pray with me right as you're standing and say, Lord Jesus, I ask you today to forgive me all my sins, all my wrongs. Come into my life and my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. And Father, help me to live for you. For today, I do thank you for forgiving me and for loving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank God for you guys. Thank God. Thank God. Now we can know. Very simple message this morning. And we're going to use it for a touchstone turning key for tonight's service. I am so and I'm unwound I can't wait to see what God's going to do in us and for us this week but I believe with all my soul just observing the last five maybe six months traveling as an attempting evangelist in our fellowship, some of the things people are feeling, some of the things people have been facing, again I'm not a medical person We may have some of the church that could know this to be true. The brain-mind assaults of this after COVID, the anxiety, the panic, heart palpitations, brain fog, undue paranoia, lack of sleep. All these things the enemy is using so powerfully. The virus is only one part of it. assaults in sometimes the mind. I know you're not Moses, I'm not Moses. I know we're not in charge as a supervisor over three million people. But you know, just working a job, going to school, just taking care of the kids, and life can get very stressful sometimes. And we can feel battle fatigue. And just like Moses, sometimes we need to know God, show me your glory. God's answer is the same for you and I this morning. There is a place beside Him for you and me. Of course, I'm not expecting everyone, but there are some this morning you are facing some very real battles, assaults, mind issues, fatigue, disappointments of family, of friends, maybe even financial issues. You want to draw near to God this morning. Say, God, you've got to show me your hand and what's going on in my life. That is not wrong. Many times that's the answer. God, I need you to show me you. God's speaking to some hearts this morning as we stand. I do want to open up the altar for any and all. We want to come and find a place to pray. Can we stand? We want to sing a chorus together. Believe God to help us. You come and find a place to pray. Please don't leave the altar for just a couple moments. On bended knee. On bended knee. Walking right out. God's really going to help us this week. There is nothing in all of life in knowing that no matter what we're feeling, no matter what we're facing, Jesus has been through it. We have feelings because God gave us feelings. Jesus didn't live long, but he lived well. 33, they reckon, he gave his life on the cross for you and me. But during those years, he faced betrayal. People lied about him. People lied to him. His own blood brothers, James and Jude, did not even believe who he was. Until after the resurrection, Jesus showed himself alive. These brothers, and then they believed. Brother, what God is doing in you, it's not only alive, it's going to come alive in a brand new dimension. And people will be able to see your good works, will begin to see how you face. Setbacks and failures and things in life, and they'll know there's something very real inside of you because greater is He who is in you than He that's in this world. God's going to answer you. God's going to answer you. God's faithful. God's faithful. since last time I was here. Good thing I'm a Christian. I'd be jealous. Some of you guys got more here than I do all over. Well, mine's growing back in my ears. anyway. The best being yet to come is not a promise for him or her or somebody else. Sometimes it is in our weakness he's made strong, come. Huh? Not like, oh, I'm just a manly me No, it's where you are today. God, I don't have on my own what it takes. He knows that. What he has, that's why he gives to us from his vast supply. Guilt is a wicked motivator. And I say today, shame off you. For what God has done is the beginning of what God's going to do from this prayer on. You and I are not going to be the same young men. Notice I said with you. The same young men. We're going to be different when we walk out of this place. Because God is going to show himself to you as he is. Faithful. And true. Thank you, Jesus. What a great. He's a gracious God. Slow to anger. Rigid mercy. Full of abundant pardon. Sometimes people without even trying. They can be so annoying. Huh? I'm serious. I've met a lot of sheep and some of them are bad. They're bad to the bone. God wants you to know that the closest safest place to be is what we're doing today. Casting all of your cares upon Him. He does care. for you. And as you go through day after day life's journeys and the things that you do, it's not just trying to make the ends meet. Sometimes it's finding those ends. And realizing that God is working His will, His plan in your life. you are obviously a heck of a lot stronger than you think you are, sister. Because he will never put more on you than you're able to bear. Sometime recently, you said, God, I don't know, I've enough. I don't know if I can go on. But you did. Here you are this morning, and God is going with you and within you every single step. Going to help us today. I believe in God. I believe in God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, beautiful weather out here. We just had horrible snowfall in Thruscott three times in a row. Man. that got healed this morning, I prayed for it. I came to church. It ain't nothing real heavy, that wet snow. You get that here? It is like. Nine inches, shovel that all the way the next day, ten more. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> then my wife says, Yeah, a free watering for her plants. <laughs> <It's gaining. laughs> We're gonna believe God for this week. I don't know everybody's schedule. But let's do our best back tonight. Is it six? 19 hours? What time is it tonight? Six. Six perfect. We'll be out early for homework. We'll be out early for our beauty rest. We want to pray and believe God for very specific areas right now this morning. One, whatever you want to call it, I've called it "around the world praying for people." Brain fog, just like not confusion, but just like man, I, I God wants to bring a clarity this morning in some people's minds, just like an undo inner panic or anxiety and things you never ever felt before this COVID thing began to sweep through our nation. And undue weakness. I mean, just plum wore out all the time. God wants to set you free. And we've got two people, one standing in this section here and one person over in this section here. It's right in this right side, either the nerve or somewhere in the muscle, you've got a lot of pain either something you did sports or something around the home and you've got some discomfort right in this back here going down that nerve who are those two this morning? God wants to absolutely heal you from that pain going right down into this part of your body no matter whether you're a skater God's faithful God's faithful and the reason why I'm calling this out specifically, I hope your wife can come too. that sometimes people that seem to be well meaning, they say things to us, they say things about us. And sometimes you hold all that in, brother. And I'm not saying that's where all pain comes from, but you need to know God's love for you too. It is so real so tangible, so powerful. So healing is not something that God does. It is His very nature. God will indeed heal you today. To show you His faithfulness. He'll heal people today. To show His goodness and mercy towards us. Is it in this part of your back What did, what did you do? Did you ride Bucks or something? say, Jesus, I believe you right now. I cast out all pain, inflammation, and swelling in my body. The blood of Jesus sets me free. And I am believing you right now. Resurrection power into my body. I cast out all pain and injury. I believe you that you have heard all the words spoken against me. And I cast out that judgment right now. In the name of Jesus, the pain must go. And I thank you for my healing. In Jesus' name, let's give our God praise. Our God, we thank you Lord so much. Wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. Praise this unto God. Hallelujah. You begin to test yourselves and see what God will do. Tonight, let's be back in the house of God, looking so much forward. Please, take a couple flyers, invite somebody out for the revival for reals. When you're handing them out, do as I do. Put your thumb over the picture. I'm trying to get them out to church. All right. Have a good Let's give our Lord praise and give us our pastor. Thank this morning. Amen. The Lord bless you.